That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby, lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Hasn't this morning been amazing? From the very beginning of the video, the clip, I got some goosebumps. This story, which, oh, it's an old, old story. But somehow, it's a story we need to hear again. Often, over and over and over again. Some of us are a little, well, numb to it. And yes, we, we perhaps even as we've grown up or even in our homes, well, dressed up like the shepherds and worn the bathrobes and, and did this Jesus scene. But it's an amazing story, no matter how familiar it is. We celebrate the coming of our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, during Christmas. And there are so many facets to this great story of love and redemption. Last week, if you're with us, we focused on the important roles that Zechariah and Elizabeth and John actually played in this Advent story. This morning, we explore the shepherd's story as God's perfect redemptive plan continues to unfold. (laughs) This is a good story. Let's pray, though. Let's pray before we open this up and see what God has for us today. Oh, Father, oh, Lord, almighty God, this is a 
It's an amazing, wonderful season. It's a time when we focus on your extreme love. And we focus, especially today, on the shocking news that was given to a group of ordinary shepherds. Yet, God, our hearts also wake. We ache for Katie and for Teague and for Corey, who lost Autumn and Elizabeth in a house fire. We ask even today, Father, that you would comfort them, that you would help us know how to care for them. Lord, we can't do life without you, much less we can't be your ambassadors well without you. We need your wisdom. We need your perspective. But God, our ache continues as we hear stories of COVID, as that continually and continues to change our lives. We ask that you would comfort families who have lost loved ones, who are in the hospital now, who are suffering and just wondering what the future looks like. We pray that you would heal our land. We pray that this vaccine, Father, would be used well. Lord, again, we need your wisdom. We need your perspective because we don't get it. We don't know why some get it and some don't. We don't know why some die and some are just inconvenienced. Oh, God, give us your perspective even today. We ache, Lord, as we look at our government Our country feels divided, more divided than ever. We ask you, Lord, to heal our country. We pray for our president. We pray for the president-elect. And we would ask, God, that you would become more and more alive to them. God, do your work in our country, in our church, in our families. You are so good at rearranging our thinking and giving us your perspective. God, you continually grace us, and and we do stand amazed at that, and we do rejoice. So God, as we focus on hope today, as we look at, well, your story through the shepherd's eyes. We pray, Father, that you would encourage us, that we would leave rejoicing in spite of our heavy hearts. We thank you for the season where we can focus on a Savior. We thank you for a season, Lord, that in spite of all the things that seem to be weighing us down, and and God, you know what they are. We have a choice. We pray, Lord, that we would choose to focus on your truth. Change this place today, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We love you. And pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Would you turn your Bibles 
or flat screens to Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And again, so many have read this story. You've seen it portrayed. You've, um, like I said, even acted it out perhaps at times. So I am praying that you see something different, that God perhaps pricks your heart. You know, as I was just reading these words in my study today or this week, I was a little intimidated, saying, Lord, um, I, I'm just not sure. I'm probably not going to tell the story as exciting as it could have been told. I feel, God, that, that this story maybe doesn't need much illustration. But God, would you just meet with me so that I might be able to share what you want us to hear this day? And it's been a good week of study. It's been a good week of focusing. And I like to start at verse 8. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Shepherds watch sheep. It was a necessary job, not a very glamorous one in the first century. Normally, shepherds were on the lowest rung of the cultural ladder. Basically, it was one of the few jobs that outcasts could hold. Most shepherds were uneducated, unskilled, usually viewed as dishonest, unreliable, and were quite savory. So much that they were not allowed to even testify in the court system. I'll just say this, is that most mamas didn't want their kids to become a shepherd. So in our story, we find shepherds watching their sheep. Nothing unusual that night near Bethlehem. And then verse 9. Starting in verse 9, we'll read through verse 12. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I will bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, without any warning, the skies light up. Even if the shepherds were dozing off at this moment, everybody was awake. Everybody was looking up. And the scriptures tell us that an unnamed angel, a messenger from God, shows up, and God's glory surrounded these shepherds. It was in the form of a brilliant light 
In fact, throughout the scripture, God's glorious presence was manifested in brilliant light. So here we are, one evening, in the light of this, of the God's glory was immense. The shepherds, well, they stopped whatever they were doing. And the scriptures say they were terrified. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, just put yourself there. This is so unusual. You're out watching sheep. <laughs> An angel shows up, and you have a light show. All right? Now, the angel tries at this moment to comfort them. I'm not so sure these words were the greatest words for them to hear or respond to. Just saying, hey, um, you look a little petrified right now. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I mean, let's be honest here. Fear is like in every molecule of your body at this moment. The shepherds, though, didn't need to fear. For the angel had come bearing good news. His message was not one of judgment, which often angels can bring, but rather that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. It says, I bring you good news. It's one of Luke's favorite terms. But this good news that you will hear is going to bring great joy to everyone. It isn't just some temporary good news. It isn't just some kind of, a, okay, hey, I'm going to smile about this good news. This is good news that will bring great joy for everyone. The good news of the gospel is that a loving God has sent a Savior to redeem sinners. Now, the news is going to blow them away a little bit more, but the news produces great joy. The joy, I think, that Peter himself describes as inexpressible in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, which is reserved for those whose sins have been forgiven through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder at this moment, with all the things that are going on, if actually the shepherds actually heard these words. I I think they were afraid. I think maybe they heard the angels say, do not be afraid. But are they able to let all this sink in? Let's focus on the news. The Savior, the Messiah, The Lord. The only time all three of these descriptors are used in one verse in all the scriptures. He has been born today in Bethlehem, a really small city. In the city of David. That alone had to blow the shepherds' minds. It was, without a doubt, the greatest proclamation the world has ever heard. This is the heart of the gospel message that the church proclaims to all the world. All people are sinners. All people are separated from God. The good news is God still loves you and sends a Savior for you and for me. We all need a Savior. 
we're all separated from God. We think our troubles and our hurts come from other areas, but realistically, we were wired to have a relationship with God. And so there's this emptiness without that. And so for centuries, as the Jews were looking forward to the Messiah, well, the one they thought would come politically with great strength and power and be able to destroy Rome. That wasn't actually God's plan. The Messiah was going to come, and a new kingdom would be established, and there would be great joy because of the king's arrival. Just the story didn't make sense to most people. Isaiah the prophet describes Jesus literally or the Savior in Isaiah 53. And if you read Isaiah 53, almost the whole chapter, Isaiah talks about a humble king sent to save sinners by paying their debt, by dying on a cross, by shedding blood. Well, that doesn't make sense. But this king is about reconciliation. And it would be impossible without the cross. So the angel says this, you will recognize the Messiah, the one we've all been waiting for, the king of kings, the creator. I'm just adding all those things. Just because we forget And you're going to find this king, God-sent king. Um, It's going to be a baby. Okay, I I guess that's how uh, kings start. And the baby's going to be wrapped in cloth. That sounds really good. But the part that didn't make sense at all, lying in a manger. Now, again, most of the mangers we see or most of the nativity scenes that we have, mangers are pretty clean, you know. Might not be a bad spot for a baby, but realistically, mangers are gross. Feeding troughs are gross. It's just filled with old food, salivated food, gross food, and I don't know about other things that might be in the trough. So you, look at this. This certainly is not, even if it's cleaned up, uh, a crib for a king, right? So the news is probably not making sense. The shepherds are processing. No, they were shocked. First of all, they might have just said this, why us? They knew they're standing in the culture. They understood they weren't like, you know, the prime candidates to get any kind of news like this. This should go to, well, some officials, or it should go to the, you know, aristocrat. It should go somewhere else. It shouldn't go to us. But they're rubbing their eyes. How cool is this? This message came to us. And then right after that, the baby in the manger, the Messiah lying in a manger. Wow. 
There's a lot to take in. Let's keep reading. Verse 13. We'll go to verse 16. Suddenly, and I just got to say this. There's two suddenlies here. All right. Two suddenlies that should absolutely blow your mind. First of all, just shepherds, first suddenly, angel shows up. Glory of God everywhere. A message they can't even begin to comprehend. That's pretty cool. Now this second suddenly happens. All right? Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. Then, suddenly, the armies of heaven could not be contained anymore. Or maybe it was an exclamation mark for the shepherds. Maybe the shepherds are in awe. Maybe the shepherds are paralyzed. But whatever the reason, all of a sudden the skies lit up with hosts. Armies of heavenly hosts praising and singing God's praises. So the night started off ordinary. An angel shows up. God's glory goes everywhere. You get a message, it just doesn't make sense. You're kind of thinking about it, and boy, are you kidding? Whoa, everywhere. The angels are singing. God is magnified. Why? Well, because Jesus obeyed. He's now a baby. He's now invaded in this earth. Jesus is the one that makes it all possible. God is pleased to give peace to all who respond to the Savior. But eventually, the angels left. And we don't know how long the course went on. We don't know if the shepherds just stood there, just totally blown away. But the scriptures say they left, and the night's quiet descended. Maybe, just maybe, a discussion among the shepherds might have gone like this. Let's watch. Wait, 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 wait. Someone has to watch the sheep. What are you talking about? Someone has to watch the sheep. They're sheep, okay? They, they eat, they poop, they sleep. They'll be fine. Let's go. That is the same thing that you said when you wanted to go see the Mutton and Sons concert, and we saw it, and we lost half our flock. We Angel lost half Sam! Angels! They just popped out of the sky, and instead of sprinting to Bethlehem, you're all like, no, oh, we, we gotta take care of the sheep. What about their abandonment issues? Hey, guys, I'm gonna race you. Okay, last one there is the stinky loincloth. Let's go! 
look, okay? The angels are there, okay? That, that's what they do. That's why we call them guarding angels. No, 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 it's guardian angels, guardian. Tomato, tomato, who cares? Why are we still standing here? Someone needs to watch the sheep. You know it, I know it, and the sheep know it. Sheep don't feel. You can't prove that. Fine, there's only one way to solve this. Rock parchment shears, loser stays with the sheep. Rock, Rock parchment shears, shoot! Rock parchment shears, shoot! Rock parchment shears, shoot! Today, today, in the town of David, a savior will be born unto you. Right. Why did the angel say that? Why did the angel tell a bunch of lowly shepherds about the coming of the Messiah? I mean, why us? I don't know why us, but they did. So maybe, maybe this Messiah didn't just come for, for people that matter. Maybe he came, maybe he came for people like us, which is all the more reason why we need to go. I know, and I want to. It's just a lot to take in. It's been a crazy night. Hey, did, did you see? Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you see how fast I was running? Or there I was like a lightning bolt. But um, no, you guys are never gonna believe this. Um, I forgot my good cloak. <laughs> Can you imagine me meeting the Messiah without my good cloak? <laughs> I can't even. I'll see you. Let me bottom line this for you. I, I, for one, cannot not go see this Messiah. Okay? So if what you're saying is that I, instead of seeing the man who's going to change everything, have to stay here and sheep sit, well, that just won't work for me. You're right. You're right. But before we go, I'm not trying to nitpick. But you said cannot not, and that's a double negative. It is. Promise me when we go meet the Messiah, you cannot not talk like that. Promise me you won't talk like that to the Messiah. Promise me. Promise me. He's a baby. He's in swaddling clothes. I don't think he's going to care how we do. Mm. Okay, fine. Me talk pretty. Let's go. Wait. I think I just solved our problem. What, what, what are you guys still doing here? What, what are you waiting for? It's the king of kings, okay? So less standy, more runny. Frank, take a knee. Okay. We were playing rock parchment cheers. Oh, yeah? You lost. Oh. I'm really sure it didn't happen like this. But what I am sure of, they went to see Jesus. They heard from the Lord, and they wanted to see Jesus. And although this isn't the point of the story, I just think we can learn a whole lot from these shepherds. I just do. They heard about a Savior, and they believed. They heard, 
And they responded. What a beautiful illustration of what salvation is. There was also a delayed, or there wasn't a delayed response. You see, a delayed response oftentimes in the scripture is disobedience. And these shepherds, these simple folks, they heard about it and they left. I don't know if anybody stayed back for the sheep. I don't. But I know that they went. The Bible is filled with people who heard from God but responded with skepticism and delay and disobedience. I guess these shepherds were pretty amazing people because when they heard, they responded. You know, they hurried into the town. And I just want you to know, although we don't have every detail, we know we hurried, they hurried into the town without all of their questions answered. Do you realize that? Why? Why were they chosen? Would they be able to find Jesus? How do we really know? I mean, looking for a baby and a manger, I guess that, well, maybe a baby born in a semi-public spot in a small village laying in a manger wasn't so hard to find. Let's continue to read Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 17. After seeing him, the angels told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Now, there's just one small verse in there when Dr. Luke tells us about Mary, about this young woman, perhaps resting in the stable. We're going to talk a whole lot more about Mary next week, but but can you just briefly imagine Mary's thoughts? So much is happening So much is going on. Finally, she has Jesus here. It wasn't exactly how she pictured it. And one of her first guests are lowly shepherds. Really? She had to be wondering what was going on. Well, after the visit... You couldn't shut the shepherds up. They told their story to everyone. In fact, I just want to say they were the first evangelists. Folks who heard their story, the scripture says, were astonished. And we just asked, they were astonished why? What made them wonder? Maybe one thing was, why did God give the baby announcement to shepherds? Good question. 
But the part that had to get them, that the Messiah had arrived. Uh, could it even be possible? But when they heard the rest of the story, this Messiah who had arrived, but they put him in a manger? Are you kidding? Wait a minute. We've been waiting for this Messiah a whole long time. So they wondered. They were amazed. Could it really be possible that an angel came to you guys? Could it really be possible that the sky lit up? Could it be possible that the Messiah really came and is put in a stable? (laughs) Wow. All these messages had to shock the shepherds. But really, all these messages had to shock everybody that they told. You see, the shepherds, they were praising and glorifying God as they returned to their flocks. They literally, in spite of their social status, they had experienced God. They listened to God. God's word was true. Everything he said and proclaimed was absolutely true, including finding the king of kings in a manger. And the scriptures tell us that praise just happened. That was it. Praise just happened. This is an amazing story. God chose to give this good news to shepherds first. To people maybe like you and me. People not really high on all the social, well, cultural ladders. Ordinary people. And he chose the socially despised the economically challenged, and the religiously shunned first. Now maybe you don't feel like you fit that category, but that's how much God cares about everybody. The good news was for all peoples. God so loved the world that he gave his son and chose to proclaim it first to shepherds. Shepherds. And then made them evangelists. Hey, just go keep telling the story. People are going to be so amazed. Your life is transformed. We get it. It cannot be. But go tell people, hey, one night, we're in a field. Hey, one night, an angel came. One night, whoa, you should have seen the sky. One night, they told us that the Messiah was here. We went into Bethlehem. We saw Mary and Joseph and Jesus. It was just as God had said. And my life is different. You see, praising and proclamation is normal for people who have experienced God. It's one of the reasons we share our God stories. 
Because God is going to receive honor and glory. That you as normal people are going to be able to proclaim, you know, I met Jesus. He changed my life. He's given me hope. I have an opportunity to be able to make a difference and invest before someday spend an eternity with the king. That is good news. And that's God's love and God's mercy. God's miraculous intervention in the lives of Bethlehem shepherds leads to the greatest gift of all. You know, the story continues next week as we focus on Mary and Joseph, an amazing couple who listened to God, who raised God. Their story is something. I I hope you come back. Let's pray. Father, we meet today to just say thank you We weren't the shepherds in that field. We weren't. And God, we personally have no clue of how these folks actually responded. But we don't know this. Is that this group of people got to see the Messiah and got to tell about the Messiah. God, we look at what happened 2,000 years ago. We know that you moved. We know that this story is a story that has changed our lives. God, would you give us courage this week to be able to tell the story with others of the time we met Jesus and how our lives are different and how the future, in spite of what our world looks like, is bright. We have hope. And it's all because you loved us. Thank you, Father. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing together.
special message that the shepherds received. But that message is the same today. It's a message that, that not only transforms us, but gives hope for a world. May God give each one of you grace as you share your Jesus story, especially in a well, time that's pretty dark, a time that's pretty discouraging. May we be, well, ambassadors of hope during this season. You know, if you perhaps don't even know Jesus, or maybe you're struggling in your journey, we'd love to meet with you. There's a connection card right in front of your seat. You can fill that out and put that in um, our connection box here at the back. Or maybe you can just give us a call or an email. And we'd love to be able to meet with you and encourage you on this journey. You know, part of our worship is giving. And we have a couple giving columns set up if you want to physically do that. Or we encourage you to go online and, and give online. And so grateful again just for the way that God is using each one of you to take care of the financial needs of this church. Many of you received an email about helping the Evans family. I prayed for them during the pastoral prayer. And we do have some folks that literally have contact with them. And if you would like to be part of that, we encourage you. There are boxes set up. And we would love to bless this family, encourage this family. We're not exactly even sure how, to be quite honest. But we want to at least begin and perhaps help them feel the arms of Jesus somehow during this really difficult time. We are so grateful again that you're here. Our Advent season will continue next week and it will, will climax on Christmas Eve. We hope again that you'll be able to join us. We're going to have one service. It's going to be at 5 o'clock. And if that works for you, please come back as we again celebrate Jesus, our coming Savior. May God encourage you this week, and may God give each one of you perspective, new perspective, fresh perspective, because that's what Jesus does every day as we spend time with him. Have a great week. Thanks for making a kingdom impact, and we'll see you next week. 